From the Law Society of Alberta, welcome to Financially Speaking, the podcast for responsible lawyers who take their responsibility seriously. I'm your host, Colin Brandt. This is our first ever episode of Financially Speaking, and this series will focus on financial issues that can challenge lawyers in their practice of law and management of funds with real-world examples and solutions that you can apply to your practice today. Now, before we start, I want to acknowledge that we are still working remotely during COVID-19, and consequently, things might sound a little different. As the events surrounding COVID continue to unfold, we're carefully monitoring the latest updates and recommendations from the federal and provincial governments, Alberta Health Services, and the City of Calgary. This is truly an unprecedented time, and we hope all you listeners out there are staying safe. In today's episode, we're talking about trust accounting, what a lawyer needs to do once they've been approved to operate trust accounts, the different kinds of trust accounts, and how to manage trust accounts successfully. To help me unspool this important topic, I have a pair of specialists on this topic from our trust safety team, Bernadette Churn and Christina Kataman. Bernadette Churn is the Supervisor, Audit and Compliance, and Christina Kataman is Trust Safety's Compliance Specialist. The trust safety team works with lawyers throughout Alberta to set up and maintain trust accounts and helps lawyers with their fiduciary responsibilities and obligations in their law practices. Bernadette and Christina, welcome to the show. Thanks, Colin. Hi, Colin. Thanks for having us. It's absolutely fantastic that you are here, and thank you for joining me live via your various bedrooms and places that we've all had to set up our, our uh, spaces. For lawyers who have just been approved to operate a trust account, there are several steps that need to be followed to ensure they're properly set up and ready to manage those accounts. What are some of the key things a new responsible lawyer should do to get ready? The first few steps to getting your trust account set up are logistical. You need to purchase approved accounting software and hire a bookkeeper who will help you record, track, and reconcile trust accounts periodically. Next, you need to set up your actual account with an approved depository or financial institution. And that requires a few things. Number one, determine what type of account you need, whether it's a pooled trust account or a separate interest-bearing trust account. Two, make sure you bring your approval letter to the financial institution, the approval letter that you receive from Law Society. Three, for pooled trust accounts, ensure that any interest earned on the account is remitted to the Alberta Law Foundation. And you can do that by furnishing a copy of the letter of direction to the financial institution that is attached to your approval letter. And fourth step, you must ensure to instruct your bank to remit any service fees from your general account, not trust. Service fees are anything related to check imaging fees or wire transfers. So what's the difference between a pooled account and a separate interest-bearing trust account? A pooled trust account is comprised of funds held for a variety of clients and is sometimes referred to as a mixed account or an operating trust account because you have money coming in from numerous clients. Like Christina mentioned, the interest earned on these bank accounts, though, is remitted to the Alberta Law Foundation. However, a separate interest-bearing trust account, or we call it SEBA, contains trust money deposited into an interest-bearing form for a fixed period and is in a separate account on behalf of a specified client. And in this case, the interest earned on a separate interest-bearing account is the property of the client and the firm must receive and retain the client's explicit instructions authorizing the law firm to make a transfer to and from the related SEBA. These funds also can only be invested in a low-risk type investment vehicle. All separate interest-bearing accounts must be opened in the name of your firm 
in trust for the client. And the account name should include a reference to the specific client to make it clear who owns the funds. The interest collected from the separate interest bearing account must be credited to the client trust ledger account to ensure that the firm's books are in agreement with the bank's records. Regardless of the account type, all trust bank statements and trust checks must clearly indicate that they are for trust transactions only. This means that all trust checks and trust bank statements must have the word trust clearly printed on their face. And at times we recommend you could also have different color checks for your trust checks and for your general account checks. However, the important piece is saying the word trust clearly printed. The trust bank account can only be used for trust monies received in connection with the law firm's practice of law. So this means funds cannot be deposited into trust for matters such as social events and or where no legal services are being provided. Uh, interesting. So if you're responsible for keeping track of your funds for your general practice and your client's trust funds, how do you make sure that those numbers add up? For instance, what if one bank statement comes at one point in the month and another for one of the other trust accounts comes in later? That is a great question. We recommend you align your general and trust account cycle and statement dates. This just makes it easier to reconcile your accounts. A bank reconciliation is a key control of law firm's assets. It is the process by which the bank account balance of your firm's books is reconciled to the balance reported by the financial institution. Certain reports must be balanced to the penny. The trust bank statement, the bank's records of all transactions impacting the bank account during the last month. The trust journal, the firm's records of all transactions impacting the bank account. So a mirror of your trust bank statement, but in your software. And the client trust listing, running total of the trust account balances for each client, how much money you have in trust for each client. Performing a bank reconciliation is the only way to identify problematic transactions, accounting irregularities, and identify fraud. The trust reconciliation must be prepared within one month of the last day of each month. It is crucial for the responsible lawyer to review the reconciliation in detail and ensure accuracy and proper completion. This is pursuant to part five of the rules of the LSA. When all numbers are in agreement, the lawyer must sign and date the reconciliation. The signature and date evidence the review. So one of the responsible lawyer's primary tasks is signing checks on behalf of the firm. That signing authority is critical to help keep the business running, but what does it mean for responsible lawyers who aren't able to physically sign checks, say because of a pandemic or even simply that they are out of the office? If the responsible lawyer is away from the firm and unavailable to sign checks, they can appoint another lawyer or staff member to sign checks in their absence for up to six months. If the responsible lawyer chooses to appoint another lawyer within the same firm, they don't need formal approval from the law society. Only if the lawyer is outside of their firm or if it's a staff member who's a non-lawyer wanting to sign checks. The payment ecosystem, however, is changing and the firm can make the shift towards electronic banking and this will alleviate the need to physically sign checks. As we have all evidenced right now, working remotely, signing checks has been challenging. Using electronic banking has been an option that's been very viable. If the responsible lawyer chooses to appoint a lawyer working at a different law firm, they must email the trust safety department and request approval. The email should include the full name of the alternate lawyer requested, 
the law firm with whom they practice, and the dates for which the approval is required, up to a maximum of six months. If the lawyer requested is not a responsible lawyer already, they must complete two online trust accounting courses before approval can be granted. Responsible lawyers can also choose to appoint a non-lawyer staff member to sign checks while they are away. The staff member must also complete the online trust accounting courses and the firm must provide to the trust safety department proof of fidelity and crime insurance coverage. All copies of checks that are signed by the staff member while the responsible lawyer is away must be provided to the trust safety department at the end of the signing period. It is very important for firms to have contingency plans in place for when the unthinkable happens. The unthinkable are accidents, illnesses, and deaths that we encounter in our lives. When a lawyer who hasn't planned for these emergencies has one, there is a risk to the management of their trust accounts, their practice and reputation suffer along with their clients, staff, and family. Lem Polsky, the manager of our practice management department, wrote a wonderful handbook titled, When Bad Things Happen to Good Lawyers. It is on our website, so please check it out. It is a great resource. Well, I'm glad to hear there's some flexibility around check signing, and I'm always happy to hear Lens uh, when bad things happen to good lawyers uh, get a mention because it is a fantastic resource. But you know, this seems like a difficult task to manage in an area of social distancing and remote work. So we definitely understand that trust accounting can be overwhelming at the best of time for lawyers. And we know that these times also require more flexibility for everyone. That's why we're always happy to work directly with lawyers and help them get set up for success. Please remember that we are here for you every step of the way. We have great best practices guide on the Law Society's website and a number of resources to help you. But you can always reach out to us by email at trust.safety at lawsociety.ab.ca or you can call Trust Safety at 403-228-5632. Fantastic information, Bernadette and Christina. Uh, thanks for inaugurating the first ever Financially Speaking, and I can't wait to hear more from your team soon. Come back anytime. Thanks so much, Colin. Thanks. It was a pleasure. Thank you for listening to the show. We've got more episodes of Financially Speaking in our sister program, Practically Speaking, lined up for 2020, and we'd love to hear what you think. If you have any topics you'd like us to discuss or ideas for upcoming segments and questions, we want to hear them. You can reach us at feedback at lawsociety.ab.ca or tweet at us at lawsocietyofab.ca.